everybody, and welcome back to the Triathlon Age Group Journey podcast. My name is Jay Cunet, and I'm with my co-hosts, Jillian Carlson and Matt Summer. We're excited to open up episode 40, 40. Can't believe it's there already, but we are just chugging right along with talking with our favorite age group athletes, learning about their journey in triathlon, how they juggle life, family, work, and all the other challenges that we all face when uh, doing the day-to-day grind of triathlon training and racing. Tonight, we have Cami Eckhoff, who's a middle school teacher, mom of four, and a coach as well. So she does a terrific job with getting people across their finish lines as well. So we're excited to talk to her tonight. So Matt, Jillian, how's your week going? What's been going on? Did you say this was episode 40? I feel like we're, we're over the hill. I mean, I feel like we're just finally getting in the hang of this, you know? It's like real life. We hit 40, and then we finally figure out what we're doing. So, uh, guys, it's been a ton of fun. I can't believe we've done 40 episodes together. And I feel like, you know, last week after Kay's episode, you know, they kind of reignited that fire, and I feel like we're just getting started. Kind of parallels life, I guess, huh? How about that? Anyway, uh, it's been a good week. I mean, nothing too extraordinary going on on my end, just the rigors of training. And I tell you what, this daylight savings thing, it kicked my butt this weekend. I'm, I'm going to be very honest. I texted Jillian yesterday. I said, no judging me. I'm in bed. It was 6.59 PM. I laid down last night at 6.59 PM. Granted, I was awake at 4.02 that morning. And oh my gosh, I, I, I don't like this fall backwards deal. It messes me up. My body just wants to be awake. And this morning at 3.07, no alarm. I just woke up and it's like, oh my gosh. So uh, definitely burning the fumes and probably take a couple days to get reacclimated. You know, um, I do need to give a shout out to Kay Grant. Kay sent me the most amazing gift just as a thank you. And um, I'm going to hold it up. I know not everybody can see it, but Jay, Jillian... It's a mug that says best coach ever, and it's got a picture actually of me and Jillian on it, as well as Kay and Brian holding her award. So Kay, it's my new favorite mug. I drank coffee out of it this afternoon because I was trying to stay awake. So if I'm up till 10 o'clock tonight, that's why. But anyway, uh, Kay, love you. It's a great gift, and I'm going to cherish that one. So thank you. It's awesome. That's awesome. How about you, Jillian? Matt, I cannot relate to the uh, not liking the extra hour in a weekend. I would u- I will take and use every extra hour I can get. When my kids it's were terrible. younger, no, no, it's not. I am so grateful for terrible. it. I needed it. When we were younger, I actually used to intentionally not set clocks back and stick to the same schedule so that come Monday morning, we'd realize the benefit of the extra hour. Unfortunately, yeah, it, it worked out really nicely actually but my daughter has volleyball practice sunday nights from 6 to 8 p.m so unfortunately i could not set clocks back because i have to make sure she gets there and then we're still at volleyball till eight o'clock at night so by the time we get home eat dinner because we do a light pre dinner before practice because she's got conditioning and stuff and so it's hard to eat a full meal before there's nothing wrong with first dinner and second dinner i do it every day um, and so, yeah, so Michaela had her practice and I went and snuck away and did, uh, I think it was Friday swim Sunday night and then had my Monday swim this morning. So my arms are dead this morning, but all good. I, 
will keep those extra hours. And I loved having it for the weekend for sure. Jay, are you team extra hour or? Oh, yeah. yeah. My sixth grade daughter just interviewed me 10 minutes ago about the pros and cons of daylight savings time. And the only pro I could come up with was the hour gained of sleep because all the cons as a triathlete, you're up in the dark, you go to work, you come home in the dark, and you just lose all that daylight. And it really does make it challenging for sure. I don't know. I guess I'm on the fence. I appreciate the extra hour, but at the same time, I really hate that we just shift the clock so that we lose the daylight in our timing of life. But anyway, my wife said it's because I'm weird because I, you know, I'm a triathlete and I have these hours. So yeah, there you go. That's not a the fan. way it works. Not a fan. Yeah. Yep. Not so, even close. Shifted, uh, though this week from high school soccer to club soccer. So now the weekends are filled with soccer games instead of uh, the weekdays, which is kind of nice to leave work early for some games, but that's all over. And training's going well. Um, you know, this is my first after the weekend with heavy trail mileage not being sore. So my legs are absorbing the training and I'm feeling stronger, getting ready for the, the big run. Things are really starting to mount up motivation wise for, um, about two more weeks ago. So pretty excited for that. Yeah, you've had some pretty awesome trail runs, the pictures. In fact, I thought I was looking at the same run, but they're actually two different days and the pictures are just stunning. I mean, it looks yeah. amazing. Yeah, well, it's it. that's where I'll be running. It's the reservoir. Oh, and it is now officially posted on Fastest Known Time as a route. It got approved. Uh, hey, I submitted nice. it. So it's ready to Congratulations. go. And, um, well, I haven't run it yet, but <laughs> but it, anybody could technically go out there and set a time right now if they want. Don't do that, though, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you can check it out. It's called Johnny's Route to Heaven. If you search Fastest Known Time, you should be able to find it. And uh, I, I posted a blog post with it. So all the details of how to work your way around the navigation and some of the tricks of where the trail entrances are and pictures of those are, are now posted. So it's getting real, getting real. So what do you say, Matt? You got your uh, quote lined up, ready to go? I do. I definitely do. November is the month of Thanksgiving and uh, gratitude. And I think gratitude is an underlying theme that we always try to discuss on the pod. And uh, you know, this month, I'm really trying to go above and beyond and just trying to really carry that feeling of gratitude into my daily life more so than I typically do and also try to get others to recognize that. So uh the quotes this whole month are going to be about gratitude and thankfulness, and uh, we all should kind of very much keep close to our hearts. So here we go. Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. Can you repeat that one? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. That's the true essence of being grateful and being gracious. When we appreciate what we have it makes it enough. It actually makes it more than enough. I mean, it eliminates a lot of the materialistic things in our world that we all yearn for. And I'm I'm a big firm believer in the difference between wants and needs. You know, when my kids were little and they always said, oh my gosh, I need that. And I was like, no, you want that. Like we need air, we need water, we need food, but everything else is really a want, the luxuries, the things that we can strive to get. And, you know, as triathletes, 
ah, oh, come on, let's be honest. We're all looking to get the next best thing out there, whether it's the Garmin 965, whether it's the new set of Zip Firecrest wheels, whether it's scoops for the aero bars, whether it's form goggles or a stride meter or whatever it might be, that newest technology in hopes that it's going to make us faster. It's not about that. you know. We get to do this crazy sport day in, day out. We get the opportunity to train. You know, we get the opportunity to go to the pool and then we complain about it when we're not fast enough. We complain about it when we don't hit our splits. We question everything. And it's like, you know, some days I'm just grateful I got to the pool. You know, I mean, it might have just been checking a box, but I got the workout done. And I think we all know consistency is what matters the most. But I don't know. All different parts of your life you can apply this to, whether it's your relationships, uh, whether it's school, whether it's work, every aspect. And I think this is a big part that with our kids, youth today, gratefulness is one of the most important things that I'm trying to instill in my son of just be grateful for what you have while working towards what you want. What do you guys think? You know, life is not always a bowl full of peaches, right? We have to work our way through a lot of challenges. But if you really look back at those challenges, how much stronger you come out on the other end and to learn to be grateful for those challenges because they're they're there. They're there part of our maturing process. They're part of recognizing how great a life you can have. And a lot of times it's not till you go through it and look back, but doing your best to have a grateful heart the, the whole way through is definitely going to make it a lot more bearable. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that this is something that I guess I've been fortunate enough that since I was pretty young, I was taught to be grateful for what you have. Maybe it's just coming from not having much when I was younger, you you legit have to be grateful for what you have. And so it's just kind of stuck with me, though, I guess, at, at times, I can lose sight of that. Or, you know, if I, like you were saying, Matt, getting to the pool or being frustrated with times or splits. And I mean, anybody that's listened to the pod knows that it's no secret that this swim is like my not my nemesis, but just an area that I've had to make a ton of personal growth mentally, physically, etc. And even this week, guys, I was called savage in the pool. And I know some people will look at my swim times and they'll laugh. So that's okay. You can laugh. <laughs> I laugh too. <laughs> but the swimmer in the lane next to me literally was like, you're savage. And I was like, I mean, from where I was, sure, I probably, I remember having thoughts like two years ago, if only I could get to, you know, 14500 I would be thrilled and I'd be like in tears because I can't get under two minutes or whatever it is. And it's like, yeah, now I'm 140, 130. And I guess even in my, you know, two or three year old eyes or from my eyes from two or three years ago, I probably would have thought, wow, she's a good swimmer. But yet for some reason, I still, if I'm not careful and if I'm not grateful for the journey that I've been through and the progress that I've made, it can be very easy to forget um, and be ungrateful for where I'm at. But anyhow, it's a good reminder for me just to look back and be grateful when I show up to the pool. And the, like literally the very next swim session too, a woman um, was swimming and I was waiting for her. Actually, this was my swim last night. And I was waiting for her to hop out. So the lane was open and she's like, oh, I'm finishing up right now for you. I remember you from a year ago. I was sitting in the hot tub and you were out here swimming laps and you inspired me to get into the pool. 
And here I am. I only do 20 of them, but at least I'm doing 20 and not just sitting in the hot tub. And I, I don't know. It just was one of those things where sometimes I do. I, I, sh- I struggle with thinking the swim is my weakness because on paper and on race day, yeah, it's not where I shine. But at the end of the day, it's it's not about the numbers. It's about, you know, being grateful and enjoying and, and showing up. And um, you might have an impact on other people that you don't even realize, which just brings you more gratitude and, and fulfilling fulfillment in your life makes you excited to show up to the pool. And then I also and savage and savage. And then, of course, I do get myself coffee and donuts afterwards. So that makes it even more <laughs> worth it. <laughs> uh, now we know the truth. Now we know why you go to the pool. <laughs> it's called habit stacking. <laughs> there you go. Gotcha. <laughs> That's great. Habit stacking. Anyhow. So, Cammy, what do you think? What we we really pecked this one apart. Did we leave anything on that bone for you to <laughs> chew on here? I love that your quote was about gratitude because just before I left my classroom, um, I, w- I have a weekly quote for our students each week and they write cool. it in their planner. And then on Fridays, we reflect on it and um, they all shared with, well, they don't share out loud, but I asked them to reflect and see how that showed up in their life. And the quote that I just wrote on the board was, be thankful for what you have. You'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never have enough. And so it's so neat that you yep. brought up a you know quote on gratitude, and my mind was thinking the same thing with it being November and um, a time to think of being thankful. And I think what gratitude does too is it can take away some of our lack or comparison, um, and just really like inwardly focus on the little joys and little growth that we make in in our own lives, and um, and then we can share that more with others when we're experiencing that. And even those little wins is awesome. Yeah. That's That's super. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things I always like to tell people, and this one I think for kids resonates a little bit more is, and again, it is another quote, but it's it's actually two that I love with kids because I think it really hits home because they hear that one big about gratitude and they think, oh man, it's so just like formal. But I've always told my son, your nightmare is somebody's daydream, you know, and that one really kind of is like, you know, what's your worst nightmare? Somebody else would love to have that. They're sitting there dreaming about it. And then the other one is, you know, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. It's green where you water it. And I mean, I think all of those. All these yeah, quotes. There's got to in. You cut off. <laughs> You're done. They're great. But I mean, hey, you know, just be, be grateful. Be grateful. I am. <laughs> anyway but yeah so yeah we got you a little out of control there matt for sure (laughs) i (laughs) told you it's the caffeine at four o'clock oh yeah that'll do it okay give us a warning next time (laughs) yeah i did i did (laughs) (laughs) all right well why don't we get to chatting with cammy about her triathlon journey cammy welcome thanks for being with us yeah thanks for having me you guys so just a little quick intro, I hit, I hit a few points, but you're a mom of four boys. God bless you on that. You're a middle school teacher, seventh and eighth grade. You said uh, health and wellness? Yes. Yep. Yep. And, God bless um, you on that. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> middle school is an interesting time to talk about those uh, topics, I'm sure as well. Oh, yes, and, it um, is. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, your triathlon journey, am I correct in saying that you started around 2019? And right. that's kind of yes. where when you started. I'm looking at a, a post here of your, your bike. You know, why don't we uh, go ahead and get started right there 
we'd love to hear about your first and, and what that's like and what got you into the sport. I grew up actually as a swimmer. So I had a swimming background and I ran. Sure. Yes. (laughs) Um, And I ran track, but I was a sprinter in both of those sports. And so um, I knew, you know, it kind of comes back to you, the the swimming, even if you don't do it for a long time, which I hadn't. Um, And then I was a stay-at-home mom for over a decade. And in the midst of that, I just kind of lost a little bit about of like who I was as an individual. And so our town hosts a triathlon and it was the week before the triathlon in 2019. And I said to my husband, I think I should try this. And so I hadn't been training. I hadn't been doing much swim, bike, run. Um, I was just a busy mom of kids <laughs> and running with them. And they were pretty little at the time. And so I signed up for the sprint triathlon and I showed up. I had a hybrid trek bike, um, an upright, you know, hybrid style with the bigger tires. And Front I was suspension. I see. Yes. Yes. I was wearing a tankini with some shorts that I just pulled on over it. I didn't realize you'd have to pin on a race bib. So I didn't have another top to throw on over. So I, and I didn't have time to go back home. I didn't realize how much time people spent setting up their transition area. So I showed up like 20 minutes before the race and, um, a a friend said, I've got an extra one in my car. I'll go grab a tank. So she grabbed her tank and I pinned my race bib onto that. And, um, I had an absolute blast. It was so much fun. Um, I think I smiled the entire time and my kids were out there. They were two, four, six, and nine at the time. And so my wow. husband had them all out there and they were cheering, you know, go mommy. And um, I got to the end and I was like, I think I might want to do that again. And so my <laughs> husband, he said, well, if you're going to try that again, I think you need a different bike first of all. <laughs> um, and so that's kind of how it started. I had the bug right away and it just, um, it's just been such a blessing. So how did you hear about triathlon? Was did a friend get you in or Yeah, good question. So I actually when I was in high school, our town hosted an indoor triathlon in May. And so I tried that back in, I mean, when I was probably a sophomore, junior, senior, and my dad and my sister and I did the relay. So I swam and my dad biked and my sister ran. So I was familiar with triathlon uh, back then. And then I just never really considered it as I was, you know, I don't know, throughout the different seasons of life, I guess. Um, I picked up marathon running in college. So I did two marathons and a few half marathons, a handful of 10 Ks. Uh, so I just, I then started to like some distance running, um, but struggled quite a bit with my IT band. So I kind of put that off the back burner as well when I was raising our kids. And then I just thought maybe I should, it being, it was a local race and everybody, it's a great fundraiser. The Young Life Triathlon is an awesome fundraiser for our, um, group and yeah. So that's kind of how I had heard about it. So that was in 2019 and then you get the bug and then boom, COVID. And you probably ran into what every other triathlete ran into was no events whatsoever. 
So right. did you just shift to, hey, I've got this target race and I'm just going to really get as strong as I can swimming, biking, and running? I think a lot of us just use training as therapy during 2020, to be 100% honest, you know? For sure. I totally agree with that. And actually, since I'd only ever done one event, I didn't have like, oh, all the events aren't here because I just I wasn't really aware that there were so many triathlons actually out there. So I just started, yeah, I started training and it was really good, like you said, for my mental health and being a, you know, I was still at home with all the kids. So I really enjoyed having that little bit of an outlet and my passion for swimming came back, which was awesome. And yeah, so I didn't, I guess I didn't really have like a set race cause I'd only done the one. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll maybe get to more of like how I kind of continued with triathlon, but yeah, real quick on your reintroduction to swimming. I, are you doing it solo? Did you find a master's group? What, what do you think has really helped make you solid in the pool again? Yeah. So I started just kind of getting back to the pool as an individual and finding some lap swims. And during COVID, we had to sign up for a lap lane. So I went on to our pool's website and found the lap lane. So I would occasionally do lap lanes and then I would jump into master swimming. However, master swimming implements some IM and I do not love swimming butterfly or backstroke for that matter. (laughs) And it just kind of bugs my shoulders. So I, my master swimming is kind of sparse, though I do like the community aspect. (laughs) But every time I do master swimming, I'm like, oh my gosh, my shoulders. So I kind of stick to freestyle. And now that I have a coach, I structure it mostly around just, you know, the days that I can jump in a lane by myself and do the work. Yeah. So you've gotten through COVID now and tell us about the last two years or so and how did you do your second one and what did it build up to? Yeah. So I hired a coach back in 2021, um, actually January. And my main goal that year was to just really learn the sport. When I got, when I went to, um, the two triathlons that I had done prior to 2021, uh, I could see that people that were doing well in the sport, like knew what they were doing. So I thought, I'm going to hire somebody who knows what they're doing and then can teach me what they're doing. And so I learned a lot and I was like a sponge and I just, I, she, I, she was probably annoyed of all the questions I was asking because I just wanted to learn more about it. Um, and so that year, my goal was to, um, race another local triathlon. Um, and I wanted to be able to compete at that level. So I didn't want to just participate and show up 20 minutes before the race. I wanted to like go into it and like try for a time and see if I could improve myself. And it ended up being, I think that summer I raced five times and I did my first half Ironman. And it was, I wasn't expecting that at all. I went into the season, I did a sprint I did an Olympic and then a month before the half Ironman, I thought maybe I should sign up for that. So I did (laughs) (laughs) and I raced a half Ironman that summer and loved it. And along life's way, I had met another triathlete and she said, what if we try a full? (laughs) And I was like, are you serious? And I mean, our brains couldn't really get wrapped around the idea of exercising really for like an entire day. (laughs) 
And so she really, she was really optimistic about it. And I said, well, uh, sure, let's try it. So we uh, signed up for Ironman Des Moines in 2022. And that started my full Ironman journey. So. All right. It kind of spiraled fast, actually, now that I say all that. Yeah, it sure did. You jumped it, right it, it in. It happens that way. Yeah. You're talking about it in your first month. You're bothering your coach with all these questions. Like, what do you remember a couple of the questions that you probably felt silly to ask, but you needed to know? Well, it was some of them were around heart rate. Like, why, why do I need to wear a heart rate strap? Um, why am I training off of heart rate? Um, I had my now road bike on a wheel on trainer and I didn't have any data except a heart rate monitor at the time. And so I found a speed and cadence sensor to put on that. And then that was kind of my next level. So I had heart rate, speed and cadence. And so it was like, why do I need to know power or why would I want to know power? Um, and I had a lot of learning to do on the bike. That was an area that I for sure needed to work on. So those were some of the questions. Yeah. And those are all great questions. I know the athletes I work with when they, I love the, the inquisitiveness that they bring in because I feel like I'm actually doing my job when they're asking questions. And I think the more I can educate the athlete and for you all, you know, like Cammy, like you said, is just to become educated and knowledgeable. Once you know the why, it's like, okay, now let's do this. You can understand and buy into the process more. So now I love questions. I, there's no such thing as a bad question. So, yeah, I remember the other thing thinking I had done prior to that, like a lot of HIT workouts. And so the endurance training and just like hovering in zone two for and even recovery runs where it was like, three minutes slower per mile than your zone two pace. And I'm like, I thinking I'm not even sweating. Like, what am I doing? And so I just wanted to know the purpose behind all of that. Like, is how is this helping me become a better triathlete? And so it was really fun to learn all that. And then it made it seem kind of like you were saying, Matt, like so purposeful in my efforts. Yeah. Well, talk to us a little bit about Des Moines. At that point, I had a half and then you're going into this full what was that experience like? Oh my goodness. It was the best experience. It was a blast. Like I, so the main reason when we were looking at foals was uh, picking that one. Um, my youngest was going to be going off to kindergarten the following year. And I thought um, at maybe at some point I would get back into teaching, but I had this window of opportunity where he was still at home. I was still home. I had a little extra time to give to training for a full because that is definitely a time commitment. And so I thought this is, this is a great time to just try it. So put in all of the hard work leading up to it, the long, you know, brick, rides, five hours, 40 minutes, runoff, all the things that you have to do to prepare, even mentally, just to prepare for that. And um, got to Des Moines. And I I mean, even like all the bags that you get at Ironman, I thought like, what are all these bags for? And putting your gear in the bags. And it was just a very overwhelming experience. But again, I just, I was so present and just soaked up the whole thing. And I remember 
on the race day. So it was a two lap swim course and getting out on this, like we had to get out on kind of like a piece of land and then you would jump back in and swim a second lap. And I remember when I was out hearing my husband and our friends who came with cheering, it was just like, I, it was so surreal. <laughs> and the bike course, every time I'd hear cowbells, it was just the greatest thing ever. Um, I remember hitting a lull around 80 miles in thinking, wow, I need to get off this bike. Like, when is this going to be done? And then sure enough, the bike ride was done. And that's when my mind shifted to now, now I'm going to start running and here we go for a full marathon. I can't believe I'm doing this right now. And with when there was two miles left, I was almost emotional that the day was going to end. Like, I just didn't want it to end because it was so great. And like, you're you're totally gassed. You're, it was super hot that day and very humid. So it like, was you're just, really hot that day. It was very hot. Um, but I, I just like, I didn't want it to end at the same time. Cause I couldn't believe it. I, it was like coming to fruition, all that work. And so across the finish line and was jumping up and down with my husband there. And it was so exciting. And then the aftermath hit (laughs) and then you're like on the pavement, like I can't get up. Um, but it was great. And that was kind of, um, that I, that put the bug in my ear to maybe try another one. So I ended up placing fifth in my age group and the top four got Kona slots. Oh, wow. And so the thought of like, Oh, maybe Kona is in the future. If I keep plugging away. Um, so so that might be something that I continue to work towards. Very cool. What about like Nice? Is is Kona kind of on the list and maybe not Nice as much? Yeah. So I've always wanted to go to Hawaii. Yeah. And when last year or when I did the full, Nice wasn't a race location at the time. Yeah. And so it just – I so – and the other reason why Hawaii is – I turned 40 in 2025 on October 18th, which is usually around Mm -hmm. the middle of October, right right Mm -hmm. when the race is going to be in Hawaii. And so it's funny that I'm on episode 40 because now I'm thinking maybe (laughs) Uh this is all like (laughs) – maybe this is all going to happen. Oh, Um, Maybe. So that's another kind of – that I would love to get there, and that would be an awesome celebration. Yeah. Well, you just made your first full Ironman sound very simple. Yeah. I just <laughs> and I know anything to do one, but, but, and I got fifth place, and yeah, I, I'm ready for Kona. <laughs> certainly talk about how gratitude propels you to a finish line, and you certainly demonstrated that with how much fun you had. But was it really that simple? Like, was there any challenge on the day that you – experience? Oh gosh. You know, what's funny is because I have done a couple 70.3s and when I've gotten to the end, both times I've said to my husband, like, I think that was harder than the full. And because you're like pushing pace that whole time versus when I did my full, I did like my transitions were so long because I was in there visiting with the volunteer and <laughs> just like taking my time, having a snack. I actually changed out of my race kit and put on like running shorts because I just, I wasn't in a rush. Like I wanted to really absorb the day. Yeah. And yeah. I think going into it, 
trying to be really process focused. I wasn't so much as like, I mean, I think if I did it again, I'd probably be a little more like outcome driven. Like I want to try to get to Kona, but this time I just, I probably shouldn't adopt that because this was really, really enjoyable. I just, the whole process was, I mean, it was hard work and I know it was like really grueling at the same time, but I just, you know, kind of took it one discipline at a time. I never looked ahead to the next discipline. You know, it's like, I'm in the swim. I need to complete the swim. I'm on lap one. Now I'm going to be on lap two. And then the transition, I didn't know what wet wet suit peelers, strippers, they call, you know, what? (laughs) (laughs) They're, they're officially called peelers. Now I don't know what those people were. So they're like, sit down, we'll take your suit off. And that was, I mean, the whole thing is just so fun to think back on it. I was going to say, there's something about the innocence of your first Ironman. I mean, when you have your first one, enjoy and savor this experience because the first one you were racing with complete ignorance, naivety, and just no expectations. And you don't know what's going to happen. It's your story to create because once you're done the first one, we're all Monday morning quarterbacks. Then we all sit around and say, well, I should have done this. I could have done this. Next time I'll do this. But during the act of the first one, it's like you, you don't know what to do. All you're trying to do is just swim, bike, run, and enjoy the moment. And the innocence of that is what makes it that special. I mean, I remember my my first was probably my best also. And now it's like expectations you put on yourself or you try to reach that much harder. And it, it, it it's it's really hard. But that first one, I mean... Cammy, it sounds magical. I was there that day with you. And when you said hot, that, that's an understatement. I mean, it was hot. I, I just remember Gray's Lake doing that swim and just roasting in a wetsuit because of how high the humidity was. And I mean, the water was borderline wetsuit legal. And um, there was a lot of heat related illness that day. So kudos to you for uh, getting through that heat. I didn't I didn't fare quite as well. Let's just put it that way. Shoot, I'm and, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. And I do have to laugh. Do you remember what they had for uh, post-race food at that race? I was not wanting any food at the end of that. <laughs> well, it, good, I feel like it was, it was maybe hot a hot dog. Was it a hot dog? It was okay. hot dogs. <laughs> and I remember getting done and just being like, I just did 140.6 miles and you're giving me a hot dog. And I was just like. I wasn't being grateful. I know. God. But I was just like, I'm fine. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting though. You kind of think back like it's almost like childbirth where you forget all of the painful things and you're like, oh, it's my child. It's so wonderful. And like the Iron Man is the same thing because now actually that I'm thinking about it a little bit more, like (laughs) leading up to it, I battled like so many little niggles that now I'm like thinking back on the couple months prior and in April. So the race was June 11th, I think in April, I almost, why email them to see if it was too late to defer my race because I was having such terrible hip pain and it was too late. So I thought either I'm going to do it or I'm out the $800 and I ended up you know, I, I hardly ran the, my, the month or six weeks leading up to it. And 
So yeah, it is kind of interesting how now when you think back, you're like, oh yeah, how about that training leading up to it? <laughs> so we, yeah. I mean, we as triathletes do have to overcome a lot of that, like not so pleasant things that come with oh, training yeah. volume. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So I probably shouldn't sugarcoat that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you get done that race, you're on cloud nine. I mean, you've got the bug. You're like, man, I just finished fifth. You had a little bit of burning by missing that Kona slot by one. What was the race planning like after that? Were you talking to your husband, just kind of like, you know, having those private conversations of, man, like, you know, wow, that kind of stung a little. I know I can do this. Did that drive you to your next race or were you just kind of like, all right, kindergarten for my youngest, like life is starting. I'm going back to being a teacher. I mean, what did that look like? Yeah, it was a little bit of both. I knew that I had the bug to want to continue, but I also knew reality with four boys and active in lots of different things and going back to work full time was going to look very different than being home, you know, the last decades. There are going to be lots of life changes. So while my heart was like, oh, I just really want to keep plugging away, going this long course route, I knew I just had to be where I was in that season of life. And so I did race a half Ironman that September, actually the weekend after the first week of school, probably again, not the best timing, <laughs> but I still had that bug and um, had, a, had a lot of fun. And that propelled me just to kind of keep consistent through the off season. So, um, or kind of as I should say, like, as I got back into teaching. So I, I wanted structure, but I needed to scale back a little bit. Cammie, if that was Steelhead, didn't you win your age group there? So that... Was a different one. That was a different one. Yeah, I did um a, I did the Square Lake here in, like, southern Minnesota, Stillwater, uh, in early September. So that would have been 2022. And... I I really enjoyed the 70.3 distance. That one burns like a totally different level. <laughs> uh, but that gave me some things to work on. And for for one of them being the run, definitely. I've I've battled. I actually had IT band surgery probably wow. five years ago. And so I went into all the running just very cautiously. Um I don't like to think that I'm injury prone or like put that into my mind, but I do have to be very cognizant of all of the warm ups and I do lots of strength training, um, lots of hip mobility. So, um, yeah. And then I did steelhead in, was that June this past summer? Okay. Okay. That was, yeah. That was, that was a lot of fun. We family road tripped out to steelhead. So (laughs) that was awesome. What does your husband think of you having the triathlon bug and, you know, he's probably having to watch the kids so you can get your training in and then race day. Is he just like, yes, go for it, Cammy, Or is he like, gosh, this is a workout for me? Yeah, that's a great question. He, he loves it. He okay. loves that I am passionate about it and he's a golfer. So two things with that. He, <laughs> <laughs> he knows that golf takes a lot of time and triathlon also takes a lot of time. And golf is an expensive sport. <laughs> and so is triathlon. So he like he understands um that it's gonna take some time. But my my faith and my family definitely come first. And so 
every morning, like my routine is just, I wake up at 4.30, I start with devotions while I'm sipping coffee, and then I start training by 5. So for the most part, my family does not know that I train. And so they um, occasionally, like now as I'm building for a race in a few weeks, the weekends, I do have to put in some time when they are awake. But for the most part, nobody really knows because it's in the dark hours, as you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> in the cave. Um, yeah, yeah. But he's very supportive. He, uh, The kids have only come to one long course race. And that was when we road tripped out this past summer. And we made that a really fun kind of week away. But they were troopers. They were like the real troopers of that day because – Four kids for my husband to tote around for that race was a big undertaking. So um, it's, it was pretty fun to see them cheering in the video that he took. Well, Steelhead's a great venue. At least they had the lake to get in and at least they could play on the beach yes. and uh, knowing that you'd be coming by there because that is the way that race is set up. It can be spectator friendly and uh, they say that's a lake. I still swear. I've, I've said it before. I think that's an ocean. You can't <laughs> see the other side. I no, mean, it's huge. It is huge. And some big rollers when you get out there too. So, Oh, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. So I, I don't want to slip by that. Is that correct? You won your age group at Steelhead? I did. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. That had to have been special to have the family there and to see that as well. So It was pretty special to have them there and um, just for them to see, you know, they don't they don't necessarily see the work that I put in, but they know that I am doing the work. So I think that's a really neat lesson to pass on to your kids too, of like, you know, just keep plugging away at the things that kind of give you that little extra oomph during your day. And um, so, yeah, they, they really enjoyed it. My oldest is an eighth grader. So he is very aware of uh, sports and putting time in and being dedicated to something. And so he, he really enjoyed that too. And the, the younger ones, they love just kind of running around on the sand and the beach and, you know, spectating that way. They, they were probably a handful, but... <laughs> Can you break down winning your age group? Obviously, you're a strong swimmer. So is it coming out of the water ahead and charging forward on the bike and holding on to the run because of how conservative you've had to be? What is your recipe? Yeah, this past year, I've spent a lot of time working on the bike. And I knew that was a gap that I had to fill. And so the swim, yeah, usually just having a strong swim background, usually I pop out of the water pretty early in the crew. And then I did, I love being able to get on my bike and not worry that a bunch of people are going to pass me. Like, it's just a really empowering feeling to feel like, and I had a lot of work, you guys, I had a lot of work to do on bike power. Like the only biking I had done prior to triathlon training was like biking to cherry berry with our family. <laughs> so like trying to figure out how to put bike power in was, that was definitely a learning curve. But, uh, yeah, I, I, really push on the bike and then kind of like you said, I guess, hang on for the run. And that's going to be something that I'll work on now this upcoming year that I've, uh, I feel like my hips are in a good place. My knees are in a good place. I guess there's always going to be, you know, maybe something that pops up, but I feel like I've got a really good base. I've been super patient and really consistent. And so I think over time, while I wanted to see that, like, two years ago, I think it's like super rewarding. The more time you put into it, don't you think? Like, yeah, absolutely. It, it like just makes it that much 
neater and sweeter when you see those rewards. So winning your age group, you must have qualified for 70.3 worlds. Now, was that for Finland or was that for New Zealand? So I don't even know. We <laughs> it was it wasn't in the question for me. So we actually we there was some rain that came in um, towards the end of the race, and some people actually had to cut their run short in Steelhead. And so the award ceremony was going to be on site, but because of the storms, it had to be at their high school. Well, the kids had already put in a super, super long day, and we went and found a bowling alley in the meantime, and then we like went and got deli food before the award ceremony. And so by the time they called my name for age group awards, they were like, we are getting out of here. <laughs> so I honestly, I didn't even wait to see, you know, where that would have helped, you know, where that would have ended me up, but I, it wasn't going to be in the cards. So it wasn't like, you know, somebody else is probably very excited that they get to go wherever, wherever they're going. <laughs> yeah. Hi. So what's on the schedule coming up? Yeah. So I actually am going to do my first flying race. So I am flying. I've never flown with my bike and that is a whole nother journey mm. in itself. I bought yes, a it is. used bike box and I tried to disassemble it and then reassemble it. And I realized I did it wrong. So I, it's been in the bike shop and I just picked it up today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I am headed out to Indian Wells 70.3 in December. Nice. So oh, it's nice. about three weeks away. And I'm, yeah, I'm really excited about that. A friend of mine, uh, she and I are going. It's her first half Ironman. So that's really exciting to be with her and experience that. And, uh, yeah, so that's going to be in December and then I'll probably enjoy the holiday season and then, um, get back to work, you know, after the first of the year. And, um, I guess my next big goal will be to find a full, a full Ironman yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Oh, so, so you don't have your next year planned out or you don't have, you know, your destination races that are on your to-do list. I don't. And I think that's one of the things that like, I love training. I think training is so much fun. I think it, like, I feel like it brings lots of structure to my day. It helps me really stay um, motivated and disciplined and energized. And the races are just like icing on the cake. Like the races are just so fun. And I know some people will race, race, race. And um, I usually, I love to find local tries. So in the summertime, I'll sign up for a few local tries. I like to go and support them. And um, so that's always super fun. And then I, I'll i try to find, you know, a big, a big race. And it might even be Des Moines half as just another good practice. Um, and then, yeah, find a, find a full. I haven't seen any fulls next year on the calendar that are going to work with my schedule because as a teacher, I have to plan it around right. my days off. And that just is, that's tricky. So I don't, it might even end up being a full, I guess, early on in 2025 or that summer even. But you guys know, like when you're working full time and you've got a schedule yeah. to yeah. work around, it's, so yeah, my, my race schedule is not laid out for this next year. I'm going to, um, amp up for, for Indian Wells and then see where we go from there. No interest in Lake Placid? That actually like summer races would be perfect. Isn't that in July? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, late July. Yeah. that could be one. It's a stunning. There you go. I mean, that's where my mm -hmm. first was and I sure hope my first isn't my best. Um, 
but <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Well, see, that's how sometimes it happens is somebody puts a bug in your ear and then you're like, well, maybe I should consider that one. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, it's a beautiful venue. It is. Yeah, it is. It really and is. it's great, great spot for the family too. They had a beach yeah. and playground and in the town being right in the center, everything's centered right on the town. So they, a lot of things to do on the street. If the kids are really into sports, you got all that history of the Olympics there. And I mean, pr pretty neat, pretty neat place. Mirror Lake, they can just swim in as well. Oh, awesome. So, look Thanks, at us persuading guys. her. I know. Like, like, <laughs> drink the Kool-Aid. Sign yeah. up. I wanted to go full circle. Were you the pusher to get your friend to race Indian Wells? Like you were pushed into your first full Ironman? You know what's funny is so she is the race director for our Young Life Triathlon here oh, in town. Okay. So she's been around triathlon for a long time. And she, uh, she did an Olympic distance this past summer. And... One time I just kind of randomly said, oh, we should do a, we should maybe go to California and try Indian Wells. And I said it kind of like nonchalant. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, let's do it. And she literally signed up like the next week. And it took me a lot longer to like put all the pieces together. Um, so she is gung ho. She's really excited and. Um, so cool. it is, it's one of those things you put a bug in somebody's ear and they're like, maybe yeah. I should try that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Any of your kids starting to get the bug swimming, biking, running, any of them, like whether it's just track, swim, any <laughs> cross country? Not really. They do, no, they, um, they love basketball. I've got a couple golfers, a couple that love soccer and I've encouraged them to try some running events to which they've done. And now they said, I am not doing that. That is not for me. That's something you like. So I just, yeah. <laughs> it's okay, Cammy. I'm with you on that one. Tried with the kids. They're like, no, mom, it's not my thing. I'm like, that's all right. You just find your thing. That's all I care about. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, what about your school family in the seventh and eighth grade kids? Do they know that you're a triathlete and do you, are they inspired by what you do and cheer you on? Or how do you use that to your advantage as a teacher? Yeah, I relate that um, in different lessons with my students of just like, you know, putting work into something and it's, it doesn't matter the results of it, but it, it's really neat to like really work hard at something and give it your all and um, even like planning and planning ahead is something that they can kind of relate to too. Like it's important to do some of those things. So they, uh, they definitely thought it was very neat that I almost got to Kona. <laughs> <laughs> and so they will, you know, everyone's going to be like, so when's your next race? Or, you know, are you going to try to qualify? And, um, so yeah, that's, it's neat to, to have that as a, like a commonality with students of, especially the students that, really do like I, I coach track so they definitely feel like I'm a little more credible when I'm giving them workouts because I actually do it myself so that's fun that's great we'll talk about planting seeds every generation that comes through your classroom you're planting seeds with those stories so you never know who might fall back on triathlon because of their teacher so yeah that's really awesome so not only have you already experienced what it's like to be an athlete you've also taken on a new venture of coaching can you talk a little bit about that how you got into it what you're doing as a coach and uh, just about your coaching practice 
Yeah, awesome. So this is a really new adventure for me. And like I said, I loved learning myself about the sport. And so while it's only been four years of learning, I feel like I've gained a lot of like hands-on experience. And I wanted to I wanted to become like official with that coaching. And, and so I went through the USAT level one triathlon coaching uh, this past summer. Again, just to, I just love learning more about something and co- that kind of continued education. And so when I, I did that and then I coached a couple athletes throughout the summer as they prep for some summer races. And um, so that was really a neat experience. I like to, when I went into it, I thought I just for sure wanted to be athlete centered um, and really like work with their plan. Cause I know as a busy mom myself, it's, it's helpful if somebody can understand where you're at and fit triathlon into your life instead of having your life fit around triathlon. Mm-hmm. And so that was definitely something. And then being efficient with workouts is something that I've also really appreciated because time is, you know, time's valuable as you guys know. So um, being efficient and really effective workouts. So when you are putting the time in, it's like purposeful. Um, and then accountability is huge. And I love that for my coach too, is just having that extra layer of accountability with training and having like a set plan. So when you look at your week, you know, okay, here's what I've got. And then I can shuffle it around if I need to. Um, and so, yeah, it was really fun. Actually, one of my athletes, uh, she had some health things come up, so wasn't able to do her races and that's okay. She's like, I'm going to come back for more. Um, and then I have one now who's training for, um, half marathons and 10 K. So not triathlon, but more, um, long distance running. So very cool. Cammy balancing returning to work being a mom of four boys, a husband, boys that are very active in sports as well, yourself, coaching, coaching track. I mean, it takes a lot uh, to balance all of that. And I know one of the things that I tend to see on social that you're you're good at on Instagram, sometimes you'll do posts of like your meal planning or meal prepping. How do you use that just to help keep the balance? And do you have like a favorite go-to either meal or something for the week do you do that all on like Sunday and any other tips and tricks to kind of help keep it all so manageable? Yeah, that's fun. Uh, so when I was a stay at home mom, I really got into meal prepping and cooking, you know, everything from scratch. And now obviously going back to work, there's not quite as much time for that, but I do find the value in like planning out on the weekends. And so I love to just make big batches of things on the weekend, whether it's big batch of crock pot chicken or ground up a bunch of meat, and then you can multi-purpose that in a variety of ways. And then I also love to look at our schedule and see if like, okay, who's going to be home at this night for a family dinner? And now my husband coaches all of our kids in basketball. And so with all the different running to and from things like that's getting a little bit less, but we try to make sure that we fit that in as many nights as we can. And so then planning ahead is huge. So I, I, my crock pot is like my best kitchen friend. And so I utilize that a lot. Um, but then for myself too, making sure that I have enough carbohydrates. So I always make like extra rice. I make extra quinoa. I love like the chickpea pasta. So I always have batches of that. Um, and then for like myself for lunches, 
I'll make all my lunches on Sunday and put them into like individual containers. And that way it like takes all the guesswork out of it. So my go-tos for that are like a taco rice bowl, or I'll do chicken, barbecue sauce, some roasted veggies, and then a grain of some sort. And so that way I can just grab that really quickly. And I actually have a, I'm almost done with a recipe book. So I'm making a recipe book that'll be digital here pretty soon. And that has been in the process for like probably four years. So that will be um, fun. And they're just like a collection of um, my favorite recipes. I've loved the kitchen since I was little. So uh, yeah, so it's called Cammie's Kitchen. Nice. I'll definitely have to check that out because it's something that I try to be better at, but I'm I'm not the best at it. But I see your post and I'm like, yes, this weekend I'm going to do that. And maybe I managed to like make up a pot of oatmeal in advance and I'll I'll be grateful for that. But um, I'd love to be able to do more. (laughs) Yeah. And when you find like four, five, six staples, it's like, okay, I can rotate like two or three of those each week and then maybe try something different. So um, it's nothing like extraordinary, but the kids all eat well. And (laughs) yeah, yeah, it's fabulous. I'm with you, Cammie. Sundays are all about meal planning. I do the same thing at my place. My mind's the instant pot, not necessarily the crock pot, but I do the same thing. The chicken, the spaghetti squash, lentils or rice or black beans or something like that. I I was better about it when my son was home because we would both come home hangry, I mean hungry, and then, you know, we could just grab it out of the micro out of the refrigerator. And like you said, sometimes it was just a meal starter. It was like throw different things together and it kept us from eating out. We saved a lot of money. It may not be what we wanted to eat, but it was food and it was there. And I, you know, I I say this a lot and people look at me sometimes and it's like, it's just calories. Like honest to God, when you're that hungry and I can get the food in me, it's a nutritious meal and it's calories. It may not be what I want right then and there, but it's still going to do the job. So it's all you need. Yep. All right. Well, this has been a really great conversation, Cammy, and definitely keep us posted on your digital recipe book. We'd love to put that in the show notes once it's released and, and, you know, hopefully get people to check it out. I certainly will. That's for sure. Thank you. Yeah. Before we close out real quick, I did want to give one shout out to one of the gals that I coach. uh, And she was also a previous guest on the pod. Uh, Ness Bowden had her Ironman debut over the weekend at Ironman Florida, and she did not disappoint. Um, this lady absolutely crushed the course, finishing fifth in our very competitive age group, 35 to 39. And then she finished 11th overall in the entire race. We know she's a swimmer. Let me put this in perspective. She was fourth out of the water, including the pros. Yeah. Fourth. Crazy. And um, anyway, but she had a phenomenal day, came in at about 10 hours and 19 minutes. So Ness, we are all super proud of you and uh, heck of a day out there, girl. You did amazing. Yeah, she's awesome. Congratulations. Yes. Well, Cammie, thank you for sharing your journey. I mean, from that first race in 2019 
to the uh, sweet taste of uh, the podium at Des Moines and to the podium at Steelhead. As novice as it, it may be, I mean, you got a bright future ahead of you, and we're excited to hear about your journey and your quest for Kona. It sounds like when you put your mind to, to something, you really try to uh, follow through and make it happen. No doubt in my mind that we'll soon see your name at that list, and uh, you know, best of luck in that journey. Just balancing, wow, four boys, work, husband, being a wife. That, that's, that's what this podcast is about, being an age group triathlete. So uh, thanks for sharing your journey. Hopefully it inspired some people out there. You know, I think the word of the day was gratitude. Just seeing you smile the whole time and talking about your races and hearing you talk about the opportunities you've been presented with, you are grateful for those and don't take it for granted. So thank you. Guys, you know, it's been great tonight. If anybody else has a story they would like to share with us, you can definitely message us. You can reach us at triathlonagegroupjourney at gmail.com or you can check us out on Instagram. Uh, you can always send a DM on there as well, and we'll get back to you. You know, I know Jay's mentioned this on previous episodes, but we have got quite a backlog of guests, and we've got some really, really exciting guests coming your way. So definitely stay tuned. We've got a lot of, lot of, lot of episodes scheduled, and we got a lot of work ahead of us with the holidays coming up. But we're going to do the best we can to get you one weekly around all of our busy schedules. Cammy, again, appreciate you being on here, and thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate you. Yeah, and go crush, go crush Indian Wells. We'll be excited to track you, and yeah, definitely need an update on what you decide for you know next year for that poll. Yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. All right, guys, make it a great week. I right, have a good yeah. Till next week. All right, be smart. <laughs>